Hello and welcome to the second episode of Awesome Randomness. Today we're going to be talking about the perception we have of other countries. Me being yourself, uh, well actually being from Honduras, I can say that I can have probably an extent opinion of this subject. But anyway, here today we're, uh, we have Angela with us, or A, and we have Stephanie and I'm going to let first Angela go ahead and kind of talk a little bit about the subject. Well, perception of other countries is something that we've all kind of encountered. Kevin being from another country and Stevie and I both traveling outside of the country. I've never traveled outside of the country. Yeah, you did. Then you go to Mexico. You were down no. in San Antonio and you crossed the border. I did not. I have never been outside of the country. Oh, okay. So then we have three very different <laughs> opinions because Stevie's never been out of the country. I lived in Spain while I was in college and Kevin's from another country. So um, we're just going to kind of talk about the way Americans look at other countries. And, you know, I'm a teacher. I teach Spanish. I teach um, mostly white students to speak Spanish. So I have some interesting thoughts on this and perceptions that Americans in particular have about other countries, in particular Spanish-speaking countries. And I think that's probably what we're going to talk about the most. That's what so, we know the most about, right, all and, three of us anyway. All three of us speak some level of Spanish. Uh, Kevin, duh, is fluent. And I am conversational. And Stephanie, would you consider yourself like a, uh, peck, uh, we call it pecking Spanish? It's definitely pecking. And you're more than conversational, oh, I feel like, you. since you're, you do a lot better, I would say. Um, when I'm when drunk? You're, when you're drunk, definitely. <laughs> um, Kids don't listen to this. Yeah. But when you're with, like, completely submerged, like, in all of Kevin's family, or if you're talking to his mom or his Survival of or the fittest man at that point. Yeah. And I do better if I'm talking to them. But, like, because Kevin's... Um, the Honduran accent is not anything that I learned, mm. so it's very difficult sometimes for me to pick out what they're saying. So Kevin has to do some translations for me. Yeah, she knows very well the Puerto Rican accent. Let's <laughs> say did. Stephanie had a Puerto Rican boyfriend. Yes, I did. So yes, she understands very extensively that that accent. Kevin's made me blush over here. And that sigh sounds like it's time to move on. So Kevin. Living in the United States, you kind of um, you kind of can see both sides of the coin. Why do you think Americans just go to the negative all the time? My thing is <laughs> that was such an interview question. Yes, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's my journalism degree coming out. Where's the I... lamp above my head? Right? <laughs> I'm being now, I think is a lot is media, mostly it's media, and people tend to be very unfair because they make a personal or they create a personal opinion based on nothing but facts of somebody else's. That's true. And their media is very limited and targeted as well. Mm. Yeah, but it's very unfair to make an, or actually make a statement or create an idea off of something that you haven't lived exactly. personally. So, But how many people can say they live it personally? You and I are in such an odd situation because we do kind of, run that line between two cultural worlds, if you will, because um, your, your culture is different. <laughs> I'm from the South and, you know, from a, a white family and you're from Honduras, a completely different country. So we have that ability to walk that line that other people don't really have the opportunity to. So true that, but we saw we... this last summer. It's not that it's out of the reach of Americans. No. We have Thousands and thousands, if not millions, because I really don't know the statistics of people that travel every year to places like Florida. And we looked into going to Florida this past 
uh, summer, mm-hmm. and it was three thousand dollars to mm-hmm. go to Florida just, just for, for the renting hotel. the condo. Really? Yes, the condo. Just to rent the condo for five days. Yes. We went with the same amount. Two hundreds rented mm-hmm. a beach house for ten people. Paid for the plane ticket. Went to see the most clear waters mm-hmm. right now rated in the world. Had a great time and probably spent about twenty four hundred dollars. So yeah, we spent the less. availability. Yeah, probably for the low income families, yeah, it's going to be really hard. But for medium income families, it's very reachable. I mean, you can go right now on the web and probably find plane tickets mm-hmm. out of cities like Dallas or Houston going to different cities in Mexico right. for $200, $300. Right. But let's say, here's the thing about the media, though. The the media has painted um, vacationing outside of the country in such a kind of maybe a scary light, maybe not. I well, don't know. Since, I don't have that perception. Okay. So. Since like 2000 and, um, 9-11. Since mm-hmm. 9-11. 2001. Yes. Since all that happened. And then nobody went anywhere for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, okay, no, y'all need to start going places. You need to start getting back on planes. And they they made the alliance with the then Mexican president saying we need to get people to Mexico. So mm-hmm. everybody just immediately first went to Mexico. But they only go to Cancun and yes. you know, those they places. just went to the nice, the, like the, the beach places, the air quotes, nice places. And you can, you can really get them anywhere else. And then they started recession people fell off and nobody wanted to go anywhere Mm -hmm. and we had to blame it on somebody because you always have to blame something on someone right according to the media so the media is completely skewed towards all supposedly intruders or whatever and so now people are like well you can't go anywhere because have you read this article that says this and this is what's happening in this place you don't actually know that it's like nobody knows that and and, in cases like Immigration, that is a big subject in the United States. And that may be I'm not saying you're not, you might end up agreeing or disagreeing with immigration, but it will give you at least an idea of why people make the decisions exactly. they make. Uh, certainly, we all know that there's laws and you got to respect the laws. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, the law comes first. So we all agree on that. But at least knowing the background of why uh, people make the decisions they made helps you to understand a little bit of what they do and why they're doing it. And that's definitely something where um, Americans are lacking because they're so self-centered. We are the most self-centered people. Well, because we, we, we have always been taught that we're from the best country and we have the best opportunities. Which makes no sense to me because we have no history. We are literally the this, youngest, the youngest people ever. nation. That's we are right. the youngest nation. How are we the best? We have no history. Well, but you have to understand too that that, that, um, uh, label has been given to by a lot of people like us, Hispanics. Mm-hmm. Because when we compare our countries to the United States, yeah, I always have said I live in the greatest country I could ever live. Because the amount of opportunities you have here compared to where I come from is way higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, The quality of life you live here is, is way better. So, yeah, I believe that the amount of opportunities and as a country, United States is a great country. The greatest cr- uh, country Everybody can debate probably right. that and, and make their own conclusion about that. But anyway, going back to the subject of the perception we have. First yeah. country we hear about is Mexico. We have heard about Mexico being a very dangerous place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for some time the embassy put out a um, Warning. Uh, memo Warning. saying, you know, recommending mm-hmm. people not to travel to Mexico. 
That being said, cruises never stopped going to mm-hmm. Mexico. But they yeah. always stop in those quote unquote um, beach towns, tourist cities. Like yep. I've studied in Mexico. I went to Mexico City. I've never been anywhere else in Mexico. I've never been to a beach. We've never been on a cruise to Mexico, but I have been in Mexico City. So my experience has been very different than, let's say, someone that has gone on a cruise and gone to see the Maya Rivera or whatever. Is that what it's called? Rivera Maya or whatever? Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, going to see Chichen Itza or something like that. Their experience is completely different because that is catered to people coming in, going out. Whereas what I was doing, I was going to the Nestle Corporation to go and study economics. Right. So, I mean, I got big city and they got beach and either both of them, I felt safe. I was fine, but I also spoke Spanish. So I have something back, else up on other people too. Going back on your point is what is crazy is too. We're a little bit hypocrites because if we look at by percentages, we have a higher chance to be killed right here in the city where we live. Obviously. Because it's right in one of the most dangerous cities in the United States. Little town then going to Mexico. south of the United States. Yeah, then going to Mexico. Yeah, we yeah. have more chances to be killed right here. But there's a place everywhere that's unsafe. But we have made a scene Then going to the other side is so unsafe. Right. What I'm saying is it might be unsafe. We all know that. Everything's unsafe. Correct. Or can be unsafe. Yes, everything can be but unsafe. But there's... There's also a couple of things that go against you. If you're gonna speak the language, it makes us a, a right. little bit it's more difficult. unsafe because you might be able to talk your way out of some situation here mm-hmm. if you speak English. If you're gonna speak the language, it's a lot harder to reach an agreement right. to. So I can see that. Right. Now that but but the major part is gonna be media, at least to me. Nobody has been able to make a conclusion for themselves. Do you have your hand up? Yeah, I'm waiting for him to finish so I can. That's tell adorable. Him to do. Go ahead, teacher. No, it. I was just gonna say, Kevin always makes fun of me for this, but Kevin and I dated for two years before we got married. He lived in Honduras, and I lived in the states, so I would come to visit him on every school break that I could, which was equal to about four times a year. And the first time I went, I, I being the nerd. I love that about myself that I am read all the travel books available, all two in our books a million. And basically, I remember those. Yeah. What it boiled down to is that I needed to bring my own toilet paper. I needed to make sure to have rations. Side note. (laughs) um, The very first night they met, Angela texted me and was like, hey, I met this dude. And I'm like, yeah, awesome. And then she's like, I'm going to go visit. And I'm like, hey, that's great. And she goes, it says to bring toilet paper. And I'm like, well, if that's what the book says. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> because literally never been out of the country. Never, I, and I mean, so that there and I get there and Kevin's making fun of me because he looks in my suitcase and there's a roll of Charmin. No, but, no, no, no. You have mosquito repellent. Yes. But we take you mosquito have, repellent to the beach. You had a fire starter. Well, I didn't know what situation I was going into, and I am not you had a Girl Scout. Matches. And what's crazy is you get to the airport, and we hop in a BMW. Yeah. Yes. And to be fair, you know her dad. Put her, put these thoughts in her mind. It's like you have to be prepared for every possible situation. If I could send you with a flare gun, I would. <laughs> right. But, but I mean, and that has been something I, I think is very telling. Because, well, you've got to start somewhere, too. How are you going to know? If the books tell you so, how are you going to know any different? Um, and that goes back to the fact that you and I walk a line that Correct, a lot of people don't. The main, what you got to take out of that story is it Hold took for you to go. 
Their, their dog is snoring. If you hear some snoring, we're all three awake, but our precious senior dog, his name is Ramoni, is snoozing on my feet right now. He's a pug. He's adorable. You will hear him. Yes. Just FYI. Okay. So, going back to that. So, what you get out of that story is that it took, what, the one trip for one you trip. to change your mind. Yes. I knew better. So Once I got there, I That's the better. point of all this, the whole podcast. It's for is people to try to see. Get out and see it by yourself before you make an assessment, before you, you make your own conclusion. You don't have to go anywhere anymore. Like, since I haven't, since I haven't been or anything, I'm just friends with you. Um, I've met your family, m- multiple uh, people in your family. I have, the, I don't have any, like I had preconceived notions, same as Angela. But since I've met all of these other people, I've met so many people in your family. I've talked to all these people on the phone. I've seen all of these pictures of all these other people. I've been so included and treated so well that... I mean, I have, there's no need for me to be feeling, to feel excluded at all. And if I see these things on the media, I, was, I have to be like, this is not right. This is not how any of these people are. And I, you have to do your own digging and you have to figure out for yourself what you want to believe. Mm-hmm. And that's, a lot of people don't want to do that. They want to get surface level only. Mm-hmm. They want to know, they want, they want to Well, it's too much someone. trouble. They want to blame someone and move on. Well, I, was, I, I worked with this guy that he was from New York. He ended up moving down here to the South. And one day we were having a conversation. He said something that really opened my eyes. And he said, you know, here in the South, people are going to tend to be a little bit more close-minded because they're not exposed to different ethnicities and, and, and cultures. Yeah. I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, when you live in New York, you know, you send your daughter to school. Her best friend is a Dominican. And she wants to go to prom with a guy from Saudi Arabia. And... Uh, uh, her neighbor or your neighbor might be from the Philippines. So you're just exposed to all these cultures, all these different people that you want it or not is a lot easier to get an idea of the different situation. Right. And that's the point too, is you understand that people just by being brown or people just by being another color don't mean they all are in the same boat. And we have a perfect example. For example, me, I'm from Central America. We don't have the same situation going on economically and politically in Honduras as we do or, or as they do in Panama. Mm-hmm. And we're very close related in distance. I mean, but we live in two different worlds. Mm-hmm. You see a higher amount of Hondurans actually coming to the United States illegally than you see Panamanians. Same thing in Costa Rica. And we're both in Central America. Or even the, the numbers have even started changing in El Salvador since the election of their new president. Their situation has changed too. But you're never going to know that. Right. So and that's my point is, until you get, you get exposed to a lot of these things, it's very, at least to me, it's very unfair that you will have an opinion. Right. Uh, you're entitled to your opinion. You have Everybody the right to it. Right. But what I'm saying is you might want to check your opinion before you actually make it public because it yes. might not be the most... Uh, get, fair get assessment, an, an knowledgeable, and yeah. informed opinion, right? Because, like, like you're saying, um, because I don't, I grew up in a very small town and uh, we were same. extremely poor. Um, we were same on the white side, you know, there's no, there were no black people on my county road. There's no, I went to school with them, and that's uh, that's it, like, just some black people. There was like three Mexican people in my whole class, they were from Mexico. I asked, I didn't want to be racist. Um, and that's it. Almost everybody I know is white. And that's mm-hmm. it's was really hard to 
try to tell some people, especially my parents, because they're just like, oh, that's terrible. You know, and then I moved away to for college and I was like, this is a lot different. It's a lot of different kinds of people. Right. Because at, at where we went to college, we were running into Cajun people and, you know, and there were people from a couple of people from the north. Like, yeah, not, not I too mean, many, we had like three, I think, in yeah. with this that were from like the New York area and they were, you know, they had different perception. And um, I think it's just I don't know. It's just one step at a time, but you have mm-hmm. to be open to the journey of it too. But the problem is, are we the spokespeople for it? Should we be the spokespeople for it? Us, me and you? Oh, anybody. Oh, okay. Anybody who lives here and comes across somebody who doesn't know. Is is it your job to step in and go, huh? It is. It's not my job to like run over Kevin when he is brown and he knows what's going on more than I do. But if someone is harassing him right. or is completely just completely wrong or calling him terrible names. It is my job oh, to say, yeah. you've got to shut up because you know, Jack all about what's happening right now. Right. And you need to back up off him. That's my job. Right. As an ally, as, um, as his friend, as just a person, as a human being. Exactly. With a decent That's mind. what you're supposed to do. And you can't let the media, but at a certain point, I guess, and this is just a personal opinion, of course, but, um, I think that a lot of us Hispanics, we have to, or we have accept the ignorance of a lot of American people. Mm-hmm. Because, for example, I'm from Honduras, but to a lot of people, I'm Mexican. Right. That's very and true. I don't get offended by it. I, some people might, don't get me wrong, but some and people. And there might. are people that do. But, when you but first most other people don't. Most I think because when you don't. first told, I think probably my parents, I think maybe my mom and sister. You're from Central America, and I'm almost like I have no idea what that means. Well, my mom does not know not, what that means. Well, yeah, and and that is. And I was like, it's not an actual. I mean, it's not a. It's not a continent. It's, it's not, not a, a place. It's, it's just that's where piece. it is. So show on a map. This is Central America, mm-hmm. and then she's like, oh, okay, and she got to know your mom, you know, at their wedding, and they they, they could not speak the same language, mm-hmm. but they were both moms, and they were both fixing stuff, and. Mm-hmm. They're, they were best friends for a day and a half. Now, like, that is that is a perfect example now that Stephanie brings it up. Our wedding, at least to me, is just one of the probably best memories. I mean, it was crazy that it was a bunch of people that speak all different, I mean, different yeah, languages. I mean, it was great. And yeah. everybody got along and we're hanging up stuff. And we left at 2 in the morning yet. the night before decorating. Just going to eat dinner. Um, You know. My parents come to visit, and they, they go out with Angela's parents, and they'll go out by themselves, though. Yeah, they leave us at home on purpose because we, we cramp their style, is what <laughs> I have been told. Yeah, so <laughs> they load them in a truck, and six hours later, they come back, and they had lunch and dinner. And, and with a moon the stuff pie that and an RC Cola. Hello, we're Southern. Yeah, and with the stuff that they bought, and we're like, how do you know that they wanted that? And we never got an explanation. Angela's dad keeps making this joke that he speaks Spanish. Which we know he doesn't. He says Senorita Tequila and Coca Cola, and that's 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 his equivalent. Coca Cola. Yeah, but he says it like he's you know. Yeah, that's Coca Cola. But that's the perfect example that some people can embrace other cultures because if somebody is probably what we categorize as southerner, and if you could put the picture of somebody next to that word in the dictionary, it will probably be your dad. The lifestyle, oh, yeah. the things they do. Big beard. Very Southern. Surly. And burly. we put him in a He's situation. He's nice. Some we put him in a situation surly. where we literally introduced him to people that did not speak his language, mm-hmm. did not have his culture. And he completely adapted to the situation. Now, yeah. my parents, 
when they come to visit, they will bring Angela's parents all kinds of foods and treats, treats and spices, snacks and vanilla. Your mom can't not do that though. Yeah. And, and nice her parents person. do the same when she goes back to Honduras. Oh, yeah. She goes back with a bunch of jellies and the mm -hmm. snacks and the stuff they give her that is cups from the college from our state. Yeah, I mean it's the stuff really local to to our area. Mm -hmm. And you know we go back to Honduras and we look in the kitchen and we see the cups that they were given and you know we have conversations about how good the the deer meat was right. or I mean or, the or way the we biscuits with chocolate gravy which we don't have in Honduras but my mom got to try Angela's right. family. But it, that's what I'm talking about. It is possible to people to adapt. And I'm not saying change their ways because I'm a faithful no. believer that there's already a culture in the United States and it has to remain that way if you want to stay the same way. But there is a way to people to adapt and understand the yes. way of living of other people. Just because people live different than you, don't makes it wrong. But they made it personal, like, because they met them, they had to communicate right. with them, they had to be with them. Yeah. It's personalized. They weren't throwing all this facebook ridiculousness mm -hmm. and chose to believe this most random crap they actually met a person that they could see face to face and it, it destigmatized for them because mm -hmm. my cousin is from mexico she's from juarez and or she married into my family um and it's the same thing with my family. So they were like, oh, Mexican people, terrible. And it's like, yeah, really? Angela is, my cousin's name is also Angela. She's right there. You know, she, there's nothing wrong with her. And now that she's there and she's teaching her daughters um, Spanish so that they know what's going on, it's also destigmatized for her in my family so that everybody's better. But I'm not mm -hmm. saying they're great. We're still, you know, Southern. <laughs> so as. Uh, it's a work in progress. It is. And I, work in progress is acceptable, I feel like. All right. I mean, <laughs> Anybody, I guess, what we can take out of this conversation so far is we all agree that anybody can at least welcome a person with a different culture, yes. di different customs, and at least try to understand their ways, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and you should, I feel like. There's should. something that Angel's dad always says that it sticks to, you know, a lot of the things I do. And he said, in a lot of situations, you have nothing to lose but a lot to gain. If you meet somebody else with different mm -hmm. culture, with different customs, you got nothing to lose, but you have a lot of knowledge to gain. So closing statements, Angela? Go out and see the world. It's wonderful out there. <laughs> Stephanie? Um, get off Facebook. <laughs> I mean, Soccer bird! <laughs> Facebook is good, but like is actually Facebook that great do though? some research for yourself. If you want to go somewhere, do a little deep dive and actually get the media from the location. Don't rely on American media to tell you what's actually happening. But I do have a sidebar too, because we've had this conversation with some other friends that want to go with us the next time we go to the beach. And they have told us on several occasions they want to travel. Their fear is the language barrier. And they said they feel comfortable traveling with us because we both speak Spanish and they want to go and want to do, but they don't know how. So maybe that's something we can address later. Maybe the how to help people who want to get outside. My best recommendation people is I used to work in medical missions, travel to several countries, Latin countries, go online, look for missions, nonprofit organizations in those countries, get their phone numbers, call them and ask them, 
for people that they use, that they trust as translators. You can find religious organizations, Baptists, Pentecostals, uh, Episcopalians. You can go to nonprofits like uh, Operation Smile. You have uh, Doctors with No Frontiers. Different organizations you can go. Peace of uh, uh, Corps of the Peace. People, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can Peace go to Corps. people like that and you can ask them for translators that they use normally uh, and people that they trust. And I'm pretty sure they can refer you to a very good translator. Somebody will be an honest person. And the cost, believe me, for the work these people do is very low. I can tell you at least in Honduras, I have a lot of friends. If you need help, you want to go to Honduras, we can uh, recommend you a couple places. And I have friends that they are translators. These are very honest people. And the cost is not going to be any probably more than $250 for the week. Or you can hit us up. We go once or twice a year. And if you want to go, Kevin loves showing people his country. You can't go when I go, though, because I have to go by myself with them. Sorry. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Too bad. So sad for you. All right. So we're wrapping up episode two. This has been the perception we have of other countries as Americans. Um, thank you for listening. And we will see you in episode three. Bye. 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 Bye.